thank you so much for joining um, the podcast today. This is all about diversity in the workplace. Would you be so kind to introduce yourselves to our wonderful listeners? My name is Cheryl Carty and I presently work for a company, well, a little film company called Warner Brothers. And I am the chair of Women of Warner. So diversity is very close to my heart, as well as the fact that it's a topic that obviously I live with. It's a topic that I want more people to start talking about, not just for me and not just for my friends, but also for my twin boys, as I think it's really important that we get the conversation going so the next generations can be more included in everything that we do. Absolutely. What a wonderful introduction. How am I even going to talk that? Hi, my Hello. name is Monica. I work for a small university, Brown called University of the Arts of London. Um, you would have heard of us because we have six different campuses, but we do London College of Fashion. We have um, Central St. Martins. And recently we've been in the news for um, decolonizing the curriculum and for racism. So I work for the student union. So uh, diversity, inclusion and representation, as well as widening participation for my son as well, is very important for me. And um, it's very close to my heart in the sense that I think education is so cliche and broken record sounding, but education is key. Accessible education and not whitewashed education. So that's what I'm here for. I think I need to put that on the table. I am raw. I'm not kumbaya. I don't live long life. We need to talk about the real situation for anything to change because I think we've spent too long just sweeping things under the rug and being patient and, you know, persevering through things. It's now time for us to speak up. So, yes, absolutely. Definitely. Amen. Thank you so much, ladies. Um, so I just wanted to kick off with, firstly, is there a BAME department where you work and do they celebrate all of the cultural events or is it just October Black History? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, Monica, sure. Do you wanna, actually, actually, I'm going to let you go because you're in the university. So you, you, you go ahead with that one. So you, to answer your question directly, absolutely not. There is no BAME department in our university, nor is there any type of celebration that I have experienced in my time being there that is not Christmas or commercial or something that has to do with tapping into the system. It's not Hanukkah, it's not the Chinese New Year, it's nothing. It's, it's literally just what is on the, should I say, calendar? The yeah. um, mainstream calendar. calendar yeah. So, um, yeah, there's no celebrations of any sort of any other culture in my I would speak personally in my um, organization. There is no vein department. Wow. To be fair, I would say that recently, very recently, there has been a lot of, I would, do you know what? I would like to say there's a lot of blanket training going on. There's a lot of departments popping up. There's a lot of representation and offices and this and this popping up. But um, officially, I would say no. No. Cheryl. Okay, well, hmm. well, at Warner Brothers, we have business resource groups. And I mean, that's what I'm the chair of one of them, which is Warner Warner. Um, so we've had representation groups for 
quite a long time in Warner Brothers, particularly in the US, where I think they've got legacy groups from about 15 to 20 years ago. Um, and they represent everything. So you have your Hispanic groups, you have your um, your LGBTQ plus groups, you have your parents groups. Uh, we have everything. And probably about 15 years ago, they started out here with the out group, which is now changing to be called PRISM because it will be including everything that's LGBTQ. Um, three years ago, we started the women's group, which is what I'm the chair of. And then probably a year ago, we started what you would have said was the BAME group, but I don't actually use the word BAME. I would just say multicultural group. And just recently, we're looking at introducing a specific black group for the black voices to be heard from all the black employees. So business resource groups for me are a really key way to get diversity conversations going within the business. Um, they're a great stepping platform for people of colour it doesn't matter what colour, um, or race or disability or anything, to actually get their voices heard amongst the senior teams to get them to understand what they need to be kind of putting into the business and how they can use us as a resource to make better decisions, uh, for example, within my company, uh, within marketing things. Can I just say something um like you said these these small clusters have been put together these let's call them bubbles as we're in COVID times for us minorities to have a voice do you ever feel a weight um being I don't know called the token black person that Cheryl how, how do you think yeah. that the black employees will feel I mean I, I'm sure uh, <laughs> that you are so looked at. yeah I think anybody works in any place as a black woman, man, child, anybody of colour, has had to take that on their shoulders. It's tough. That's what they've had to do. My grandparents came over here in Windrush. She had to do a hell of a lot and put up with a hell of a lot for my mother to stand on her shoulders. And I am standing on my mother's shoulders to do what I need to do to make sure that what my kids need is dealt and it's built with. We are in a country where we are not the first settlers here. Yes. We've been born in this country. My generation is the generation that was actually, we were born here, so we can see where our rights are and what we how we should be treated. Token, uh, the favourite one, all of those words, yep, they are words that have been used. But, you know, I work for Hollywood. <laughs> It's having its moments where now it's having to really look and really address itself. The question more than the token question is, what are we doing to see this opportunity and actually go, I can actually do something to start making a change and actually believe in the decision that I have a right to be here. Not only am I the token, but I'm actually a profitable token, if we have to use that word. I love that. I think that's beautiful. Um I am so excited about this because um, I also think bubbles, as Donna likes to say, um, hold high levels accountable for things that are not going right, the targets that are not being met, for certain staff numbers being um, having a very big discrepancy that is just you know questionable. So I think it's really important for that. And yes. We do sometimes do the work. We have to give them the reading materials. We have to give them our life experiences for them to even understand. But 
I think it's worth it. I think this is what I keep arguing. I know some people are angry about it. You know, I don't want to have to tell, I've been telling my story for so many years. I don't want to do that anymore, but I would argue that it's important. And if we're going about saying, no, don't ask me, go and do your research. No one's ever going to learn. We're hitting brick walls with each other. No one's ever going to progress. No one's ever going to get to that level of, of understanding that we need to get to, to be able to just break everything down, burn the constitution, burn everything that's happened. Let's start again, because that's what needs to happen. And for that to happen, everyone needs to be open. And, you know, the token, I like, I don't mind being the token person if it's helping someone gain the knowledge or understanding how to treat someone else that looks like me or my child. It's okay. I'll leave the token. I did. I don't even do it for free. (laughs) (laughs) For free, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I would give the knowledge for free. You know, I would. But can I? Sorry, can I just equally play devil's advocate here? So Mm. as much as we're celebrating the fact that we're a source of information um, to help, you know, L&D departments, do you think maybe some of our peers, our black peers, our BAME peers, coloured peers, anyone that's not um, white, do you think they they get worried to complain? Do you think that they're silenced um, to raise real issues in case they lose their job? I know um, historically there there was a um, Cheryl. I, I don't know how to put this um, politically correct, but I know there was something on social media about um, that particular um, movie studio um, which came out. And I, yeah, I don't know if I'm in a position to share, but it, it's quite yeah, rare that someone not. speaks out but, about these things. Do you think yeah, that's because we're think- worried in our roles or...? I think there's there's a few things that you're stepping on and you're mentioning right there. I think um, between um, people of colour, let, let's go with that phase. I think that's better. I love yeah. that phase. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> today. Oh, anyway. Exactly. Today. Oh, oh, oh. That's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> whole nother thing. Firstly, there's a generational thing amongst us as people of colour and how we see things. And that goes back to what my grandmother had to deal with in her day and what my mother had to deal with and if you think maybe my grandmother she was still alive and my mother would be my seniors in my company so for them to see the young'uns and I'm going to call myself a young'un come in and behaving somewhat differently to what they had had to go through it's a difficult approach for them so you have to almost be acceptance to understanding that for them, it still is that, oh, if I don't have this job, oh, if I don't get this, then then I'm nothing. A lot of it is self-pride. And I'm such a confident person. And I believe within myself and I believe within my culture and I believe within my people that we are true value. And whether that means I will stand up and raise my voice, it doesn't necessarily mean the next person next to me is going to do that. And I have to look at their circumstance and understand that. And the more understanding we have of that and understand everybody's not in the same situation or has the confidence that Cheryl has. Right. You know, in the same way that we would watch a film with white people and judge them all individually, sometimes we have to do that as a community. And the strong ones amongst us, so that's Monica 
that's you, Jana, that's me. We will stand up and we will take that button and we will keep running with it. It's kind of Exactly. So it's, we would take the angry black woman um, title any day because that's what we get called when we decide to be clear with our boundaries, clear with what we want to do, clear with the information we know, clear with the education we have, clear and knowing when we're clear in the knowing and the knowledge that we have been conditioned somewhat to access in ways, to access certain ways, because what? Cheryl touched upon about parents and different things. It, it, it um it gave me a bit scenario in my head. You know how I well personally, my parents are always I would say a bit scared of authority in this country, as opposed yeah. to me saying I don't give a heck, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't it, realize, but they're like, no, you need to be. Yes, you know. Yeah, no, let's not do that. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's years of unlearning. It's years of unconditioning yourself. Yeah. And it's just just realizing the power within ourselves and knowing that we exactly. are working to be sitting on this table because we created exactly. the table. But that's another exactly. story. But we, we have exactly. so many stories, ladies. I mean, I just have <laughs> two more questions because I, I know that, you know, everyone is a mum here and, you know, we've got <laughs> bits and bobs to do. Um, yeah. I <laughs> So I was just, thinking would it not be really easy and really simple to try and start to troubleshoot this um prejudice that's in the workplace by doing maybe something like a cultural integration program so when you do your onboarding maybe you have 20 minutes of watching slides and you learn why it's not good to touch a black person's hair or ask this or um derogatory words that you shouldn't use in the workplace because believe it or not some people don't know especially and monica i'd like to push this your way especially young graduates you're you're not born knowing everything about every culture and there are certain sensitivities that i don't think many people are aware when it comes to the black community so i just think yeah should we not just have that but is it not just um, easy to roll that out? Even a 10-minute slideshow, something? I would love for that to happen at every onboarding process. But you also need to then think that it is a company and an organization accepting that it is a problem. And unfortunately, most organizations are just doing the token black image. Next, what's happening, we're moving on. It is actually having the discussion pumping funding into training sessions, into bringing in people that know what the heck they're talking about. It is all of that. And unfortunately, no matter the smoke screens and all of that, they're not pumping funding into it. I would speak from a university standpoint. Um, The funding is really particular to certain things, especially in an arts university, because that's what we are. You need to think of the controversy that has been recently in the news with tape and things that have been uncovered I would say recently due to time so um it's a whole we're still on surface and this is why I keep getting exhausted with conversations I was about to say when you know work calls me and then I remembered there's things I can't say (laughs) I get um tired of no why I get a bit exhausted with conversations that are quite repetitive is because yes there's talking but then there's action and I'm seeing too much talking it has been talking for so long the action is the action is I I love this phrase on Twitter it is 
show us your bag, sis. Open up your purse. Let us know what we're doing. Let us know where we're pumping the funding. Let us know where, you know, the diverse hires are coming from. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if there's five people on the interview panel and no one looks like me, what are the chances they're going to hire me? Can I just ask a question? In regards to who, who would be those people that hire in your establishment, though? Because I have a real issue with that department as well and, and kind of saying, well, if they're not already thinking that way. Oh, it's, it's the, well, are you talking about top down from the academics or the uh, well, trustee well, board the or you're talking about the people that, the recruitment. Mm-hmm. The recruitment is done through, well, I would speak for the union. I can't speak for the university itself because the, the union is independent from the university. Okay. We have um, an internal hiring system and each team is allowed to kind of recruit how they want on what basis they want to. So I appreciate the hiring process within the union. Now, the university, I've gone for an interview there myself. And after answering all questions, not less down to what I weigh, I've gone to the interview. I had three Caucasian women in their 40s, 50s talking to me, um, asking me questions. And I think I, rem- I remember this very clearly because I saw this particular individual after. I did not understand a question in the way it was phrased. So I asked her to please rephrase it so I can give the first possible answer because the way I'm answering it, I just don't even feel it's what she's looking for. So in that interview, Donna, I had to pump, I had to show up for myself. I have to sell myself. And this is all with just me being intimidated in the fact that I need to impress these people just for them to give me what I know is rightfully mine. So that hiring process, I do not appreciate. But within my union, it's always a very diverse panel. There's always, they make sure there's someone that could be diverse on that panel. So it's so interesting. Why, make why sure does that, that stop? Because... Because it's it's almost like TV in a sense. It's kind of like you watch CBeebies <laughs> and mm. then you watch, you know, you watch it all and it's kind of like a little bit more multicultural and then you get to like BBC One and all of a sudden it stops. So <laughs> when does that suddenly stop and why does that stop? Joanna, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> so what, what am I doing? Um, let me show you. <laughs> I, I'm doing hashtag mumming and interviewing. <laughs> that kind of process suddenly stops, doesn't it? And suddenly, it really does. the, the best person for the job doesn't necessarily look like you or not you or I, and it's kind of like. But hold on, we talk about how they play politics internally as well. We can talk yeah. about that. Now, I'm going to put out a full disclaimer. I am not talking about any organization in particular. I am talking about situations loosely tied around personal experiences. Yeah. So let me tell you about this situation that you know. <laughs> okay, so um, in the workplace, I work for this company that um, in central London, very snooty, very, I even felt left out. Now, my issue with them was my hair. So I put in fake locks. This is, di- this is digressing totally. I'm sorry, guys. This is digressing totally from the, no, but- you know, from what we're saying. But I needed to call this out, yeah. this particular situation, because it links. Bear with me. Um, so I was there, you know, I was I was literally one of three black people in an office of 25. And I had fake locks on and this white Caucasian lady thought it was okay to come into my personal space 
pull up a strand of my hair and ask me if it is real and if I wash it. Can you wash it? Is it clean? I took her hair in my hand and pulled it. I said, did you like that? She said, no, I didn't think you took offense. I said, well, once you step into someone's personal space, just expect the same thing to happen. And that is an extreme case of a microaggression on my part. But I needed her to realize that you do not ever put your hands on anybody, especially when you're being so disrespectful. So, you know, that was handled in an appropriate, in, inappropriate way because, you know, it should have gone to HR and stuff. But sometimes I feel we need to pull up on some people right there, right there. I absolutely okay hear you. To... I hear you. And, you know, later on this week, we're going to have a podcast all about Don't Touch My Hair because it is important and you're not the first person ever to say this to me. Um, and just to come full circle um, about the employment, I, weirdly enough, was working alongside Cheryl a while ago um, when I was told I only got my role, which is quite high up in exec office because I'm, what colour am I? Yellow, brown, black, bit because I'm coloured. Olive. Uh, olive. So Somebody said that to you, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I put, why did you ask them to put it in writing? That would have been so good, sis. Oh, if oh, <laughs> we will have a conversation one day, but no, you know, people, I don't know, people have their prejudices and I suppose people get jealous and I've always worked very, very hard to get to the place where I'm at. Um, and I, yes, I have had to work extra hard, maybe more than the average because of some discriminations, but I believe every role that I have secured is because of hard work and talent. But there have been, let's say, um, audiences that have felt that because certain blue chip companies um, need to tick boxes, that's why I've been employed. And it's it, oh. it's happened in a few places. But my final oh. and closing question for you would be what advice would you give to anyone that's listening to this podcast right now um, that would like to um, get a step on the ladder or maybe get into executive office because we've all worked in really interesting and diverse um, companies and businesses. So I think we have a bit more of an insight than maybe a few that haven't. But what would your advice be? How can we help? What do we know? Honestly? Just be yourself. And remember when you were that interview process, it's not just a one-way thing. It is very much you looking at that company and going, do I want to be with this company? And do I believe in their values? You know, because that's so, so important. And it's also about what your future plan is. Because I think now we don't look at companies and go, oh, I'm going to stay in that company for life. I'm going to be looking at which companies on a whole that I can be a part of. Be honest with yourself. Right now, as a person of colour, you have the opportunity to voice your opinions. So take oh, this opportunity, seize it, and go for where you will be accepted for who you are. You know? Just that's oh, what I would say. Just be yourself. Otherwise, it's miserable not it's miserable having to put that mask on. I love that. Yeah. This is our time. Monica? We already have burdens that we carry every day. I can't say anything else apart from what Cheryl said, actually. She hit the nail on the head. Just be yourself, do your best, and know your self-worth when you're sitting there. Yes. Know that as yes. much as you want it, they they need you as well. 
yeah. And I suppose, yeah. lastly, one last thing. Yes, of John, course. Can I say one last thing? Sure. Um, and remember, a no is not a permanent no. It might be no, not yet, or no, not right now. Okay, because that's what and it that is. And that no might this be a blessing. Is... <laughs> exactly. Trust. Read the paper. Do search. <laughs> <laughs> Google. Oh, <laughs> wow. You find out things when you Google about something. Wow. Ladies, you are so inspirational. I cannot thank you enough for your time this evening. And again, I just want to reiterate to anyone out there who's looking for a job, looking to change a position, we've got you. And I would like to extend the invite if anyone ever needs some advice in the PA spectrum. um, I I would be more than happy to help to listen um, because we've got to be a community. but let's start from here. Exactly. All right. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. All right. Thank, thank you, you, darling. Bye. Okay, Bye.